Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now I want to do a little NBA preview segment with the uh, NBA season starting next week. Uh, We'll also do this again on my show uh, Monday morning into Tuesday in case anybody not listening, I will uh, re-go over my picks. I guess that's how you say it. Uh, go over my picks again. Re-go over, I don't think, is a, uh, is a real uh, term. Uh, but I'll go over my picks again next week. But with the NBA season starting, this is going to be one of the most fascinating seasons in certainly recent memory. I mean, you look at the last, I mean, the last 10 to 15 years. There haven't been a season nearly as wide open as this one is uh, in the NBA. When you look at the fact, there's no super team. I mean, you had the Golden State Warriors. Before that, you had the Miami Heat. Uh, Before that, you know, the Lakers of Shaq and Kobe. It's been a long time since we've had a year where there isn't a clear-cut favorite. I mean, you can have, there are probably five teams that you look at and say, okay, these guys are probably above the rest of, of the pack, but there's no way you can look at it and say, this team is the one that is the clear cut favorite to win the championship. And I think it's going to make for a fascinating NBA season. I can't wait for it to get underway uh, next week. And obviously the Sixers will start on Wednesday night against the Celtics. It's going to be on fire down at the Wells Fargo center that night. Um, I don't know what the line is on that game yet. I'll have to look that up. I Thinking about laying it down on the Sixers that night. I think they're going to come out and play pretty well in the opener. Uh, But as we do our picks here, first I want to go through the Western Conference, which, I mean, the NBA really does need to look at at changing the playoff format, where I, I, I like the tradition of having an Eastern Conference, having a Western Conference, but it's really not fair when you look at the depth of the West compared to the lack of depth in the East. I mean, if you just had one to 16, if you just had one to 16 um, ranked flat out, I mean, the most you're getting from the Eastern conference is six teams. I mean, maybe Um, there where where you look at the West, there are 11, 12 teams capable of going to the playoffs. uh, You know, if it was that format, but in the Western conference, there are going to be a lot of good teams uh, left out. So I do think that's something in, in future years the NBA really does have to have to take a look at. But to go through my picks here, first we'll go through regular season and then we'll go through uh, how I see the postseason playing out. One seed, I do have it being the Clippers. I think they are really strong when you look at that team. If they can stay relatively healthy, you know, they're going to load manage Kawhi, they're going to load manage Paul George, and it makes sense uh, to do that. Um, but if they can stay relatively healthy, man, that team's going to be really good. Not just those two guys, but they are deep. I mean, it's funny where you look at a guy like Landry Shamit, who, you know, we didn't even know who the hell he was this time last year. Uh, you know, late first round pick we thought might contribute to the Sixers. He's a damn good player. And he hurt to give up in that Tobias Harris trade. He's probably going to start for them 
And he's going to get a lot of open looks on that team. Uh, Landry Shamit's going to have a good year. You look at Patrick Beverly, a guy who brings a lot of defensive intensity to that team. He's going to help them significantly. Montrez Harrell coming off the bench. We know Lou Will. Lou Williams might be, I mean, he's maybe the best bench player in the history of the league. The sixth man award, when he retires, it really should be renamed the Lou Williams Award. I mean, he could win it every single year. And that team's going to be really good. If they stay really healthy, I think they'll win enough games to get the one seed. Um, I don't know if they really care that much about it. Uh, I do think there are other teams that are built for the regular season, not so much the postseason. Clippers are built for both, though. So, you know, I'll take them getting the one seed. Two seed, I have the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are, are, are a decent team. I think they're one of those teams that is more built for the regular season as opposed to the playoffs. You know, we saw them struggle in the playoffs last year. They got to the Western Conference Finals, but it took, or they did not get to the Western Conference Finals. So pardon me, they lost to Portland in round two. Uh, but they struggled with the Spurs in round one, struggled with Portland, obviously losing in seven in round two. Uh, Jokic, Murray, you know, they got a solid team, though, and I think they're going to be in the upper 50 win range, get the two seed. You look at the three seed, I got the Utah Jazz. Uh, the Jazz might be the most improved team in the NBA in the NBA this offseason. Um, I mean, obviously, the Clippers and Lakers significantly improved. But you look at what the Jazz did, getting a guy like Mike Connolly, getting Bogdan, uh, Bogdanovich, you know, they have a lot of firepower on that team. Guys that should fit in well with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, too. Another team that I think is more built for the regular season. Um, but I have them finishing, you know, around the 55 to 60 win range. Same kind of uh, range as Denver and getting the three seed. Four seed, I have the Lakers. Um the Lakers are going to be good. Uh, you know, any team that you can start out with just LeBron James, Anthony Davis, that's obviously uh, going to be a team that is going to be difficult to deal with. And, you know, Kyle Kuzma's getting healthier. Um, he's going to uh, fit in nicely, I think, into that third role. It's the rest of the pieces with them. You know, they got Danny Green, who we know is streaky. I mean, Danny Green, I was really scared of in that Sixer series, he really didn't end up doing a ton. Um, but, you know, the Lakers do have a, a decent roster. I they I do think they're a team that's going to have to make improvements throughout the year. They're going to have to add to that bench, possibly add to the starting lineup. I'm fascinated to see how Dwight Howard uh, fits back in there. Um, but the Lakers are, are certainly one of the more interesting teams to watch. I have them as the four seed. I have the Rockets as the five seed. And the Rockets are another team that are going to be fascinating to watch. I mean, you bring in Russell Westbrook, you pair him up with James Harden, seemingly kind of conflicting skill sets, but guys who, you know, can fill it up. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook, I think, is massively overpaid. I think that was a good deal for Oklahoma City in the long term. Um, but the Rockets are going for now, and in some ways you do need to respect that. And, you know, they're still another uh, – they they still have a, have a, have a good team. I don't know if it's going to be good enough for them to to win in the postseason, especially where I have them seeded, but I have them as the uh, fifth seed there. Sixth seed, I have Portland, who, you know, Portland, I feel like, is a team that's kind of plateaued. And I heard this, um, this trade suggested, I believe it was on The Ringer, they do a podcast, The Ringer NBA show, uh, Philly guy Chris Ryan was actually the one who brought this up back earlier in the summer, where... 
Portland's plateaued with the roster they have. Portland needs to do something to shake it up. Like, if I was Portland, and this is the idea that Chris Ryan brought up that I think makes a lot of sense. Why not call a team like Detroit and see if you can get Blake Griffin? You know, without giving up McCollum, without giving up Lillard, which maybe you could do if you package players, you package picks. Detroit, if Detroit has any sense whatsoever, they're not going to win a damn thing in the next several years. So they would be wise to try to offload that contract and, and really rebuild with picks and cap space. And if you're Portland, that's a risk worth taking. You bring in a guy like Blake Griffin, you pair him with Lillard, you pair him with McCollum, and maybe you give yourself a chance. Because the, we saw it in the Western Conference Finals last year. Portland was playing Golden State without Kevin Durant, and they got swept. And every game, they were up, and the Warriors just blew past in the second half. That team's just not good enough, and they're going to have to shake it up. Uh, so I have them as the sixth seed. Um, if they make a move like a Blake Griffin-type move, if they were able to get a guy like that, uh, I think that would change things uh, a, a little bit there. Uh, the Spurs I have as a seven seed. Spurs always quiet. I think they're kind of being a little underrated, uh, but obviously Popovich, the best coach out there, and uh, you know they have enough on that roster. They really like the Dejounte Murray, who missed all last season. He's back now. Uh, the Spurs I do think are a team that is is capable of of getting in the playoffs. There's a lot of competition, but I think they'll be in the playoffs. It's just hard to pick against them reaching the postseason. And then the eight seed. I have Golden State. I think they're going to find a way in. It's going to be tough early. I actually love the move they made in the offseason uh, to bring in D'Angelo Russell. I know he seemingly isn't a great schematic fit with what they like to do, but with Klay Thompson out, with Kevin Durant out, I mean, yeah, you have Steph. Yeah, you have Draymond Green. You really have nothing else. So I think Golden State kind of had a decision to make. Like, they could have either gone with what they had, and pretty much punted on the season. And I would have just load-managed the hell out of Steph, made sure he stayed healthy, punt on this season, do kind of a half-tank, get a pick in the number 10 range, and kind of reload for next year when Clay Thompson's back healthy. But hey, they they looked at it, and they said, okay, we should get Clay back around the All-Star break. D'Angelo Russell is a guy that can help keep us in the mix until that point, and we'll see how it fits. D'Angelo Russell's a guy they could look to move at the deadline once Clay gets back. If D'Angelo Russell works out that much, they could keep him, play Clay at the four. Then all of a sudden, you got a pretty damn good starting lineup with Steph, D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, and then, you know, Willie Cauley Stein, who they signed to be the center. Uh, you know, obviously they have issues depth wise, but I like what the Warriors did, still staying aggressive. And, you know, even if they get a low seed, they're going to be a team. Nobody wants to play in the playoffs. When you look at some of the other notable teams that I've missed in the playoffs, uh, the Timberwolves, who, you know, that's not working out there. The Jimmy Butler thing didn't work out for them. I have them um, being one of the one of the worst teams in the West, actually. Uh, Andrew Wiggins isn't what we expected them to be. Carl Anthony Towns is not what we expected them to be. Uh, they're just kind of an interesting team I see really falling off this year. Uh, the Mavericks, I think, are going to be good. I think they're just going to miss the cut. I love the one-two international uh, punch of Luka Doncic and uh, and Kristaps Porzingis. I think they're going to be very interesting to, to see how they mesh together and how that works. I just think in year one, uh, with some of the other competition in the West, I just don't see them being able to get into the postseason uh, this year. Pelicans, 
Same, I think they're going to be an interesting team. Bad news, bad break for everybody, really, to see Zion out now, um, unfortunately, for at least the first few weeks of the season. And I didn't have them making the playoffs anyway, certainly not now if Zion misses time. Uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch, um, but unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be a part of the postseason uh, this year. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much it for the West. I think the Kings are an interesting team, but um, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs as well. Really like the Aaron Fox, uh, but I don't think they're going to be able to get to the postseason. As far as my postseason picks in the West, I have Clippers over the Warriors in six. I think the Warriors will be more at full strength at that time, uh, but I just think the Clippers uh, are, are built for a postseason run. They're built for that series. I do think the Warriors could give them a little bit of a fight, though. Uh, Nuggets Spurs, I have the Nuggets winning that series in six games, moving on to the second round. Uh, Jazz Blazers, I'll take the Jazz in seven in that series. I think that would be an interesting um, matchup style-wise, but I think in the end, the Jazz just have too much. Uh, Rudy Gobert taking on Nurkic if he's healthy, if he comes back from that broken leg. I just think too much uh, from the Jazz to beat a Portland team. That, as I said, if they don't make a big move, they're probably on the decline. And then Lakers-Rockets in the first round. I'll take the Lakers in seven. That would be a fascinating series to watch. Um, Really a series that should be taking place later in the postseason if it comes to be. But I'd take the Lakers in that one. Second round, Nuggets-Jazz. i take the Jazz in seven games in that series. Uh, Winning a game seven on the road. I think the Jazz are, are a team built really well. I think they're built better for the postseason than a team like Denver is. Denver's kind of bringing back the same unit. They really didn't make any big additions, where Mike Connolly should be a big addition for the Utah Jazz. Second round, I have Clippers-Lakers, which really should be the West Finals. I just have it by seeding not working out that way. And I would take the the Clippers in that series in six games. Um, I think the Clippers take L.A. this year. I think they kind of uh, are able to to take over that city. You know, I just think they're the better team. I think they're, in the end, they are the two best teams in the West. They are. They're the two best teams in the West. They're the two teams in the Western Conference that have the most firepower. I just think the Clippers are are built better than the Lakers are. And I don't think Anthony Davis, until he proves he can, you know, not be as soft, I just don't feel Anthony Davis, you know, has what it takes to just take over. And for the Lakers to beat the Clippers in a series, that's what he would have to do. Then Clippers-Jazz in the Western Conference. I take the Clippers in six over the Jazz and get to the NBA Finals. That's my Western Conference um, preview real quick. And now we'll do the East. And the East obviously is is top-heavy. You know, the East is not nearly as deep as the Western Conference is. The West is much more much more of a depth-driven conference. The East is top-heavy with the the few top teams at, at, the, at the top of the heap there who obviously have the upper edge on the rest of the conference. As far as who's going to get the one seed, I have it be a Milwaukee. And it doesn't mean I necessarily think Milwaukee's a better team than the Sixers. I think Milwaukee is better built for the regular season. We saw that last year. They were a team that was well-built for the regular season. They racked up a ton of wins. And then in the playoffs, you know, really had nothing other than Giannis to go to. I mean, Chris Middleton's a nice player, but he's not really a shot creator. 
You know, Chris Middleton's not a guy who can really take over the offense and do it himself. Um, but they're well built for the regular season. Uh, they, they've made a few additions, lost Malcolm Brogdon, which I think is a big loss, added Corver, added Wes Matthews. So I have the Bucs uh, getting the top seed in the East. I have the Sixers number two. I think the Sixers are clearly uh, one of the top teams. It's Sixers and Milwaukee. As far as the Eastern Conference goes, they are the two best teams. Um, barring health situations, they're going to be the top two seeds. And, you know, I think it's going to be a good year for the Sixers. And I think they'll be in, you know, right around 60 wins. I think Joel Embiid probably plays. I, I try to keep him around 60 games. You know, especially now that you have Al Horford uh, to kind of play the games that Embiid can't take those center minutes. Uh, no need to push it. But I think the Sixers will be around 60 wins. I, I think they're that good. Three seed, I have the Pacers. I think a lot of people are sleeping on. Uh, Brogdon was a big addition for them, man. And they are... They are a quality team. Victor Oladipo is one of the least talked about stars in the league, but he can really play. And that that Pacer team is really going to to be a force um, in the East. I mean, they're they're by no means a great team, but in an Eastern Conference, it's kind of weak. I think they are the third best team. Uh, Fourth, I have the Boston Celtics. Um, They replace Kyrie Irving with Kemba Walker. Lose Horford, obviously not as good as last year, but again, in a weak East, I think they're the fourth best team. Um, the uh, it, with the fifth seed, I have the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Kyrie Irving coming in there, uh, you know, obviously not the best teammate, uh, not the best locker room guy, but he's still a damn good player, can fill it up, and he should improve that team. You know, he's an upgrade over D'Angelo Russell. Other than that, it's kind of the same squad as they had last year. Um, not going to have Kevin Durant this year, unfortunately for them. Uh, which, you know, that's a big reason why the East is really open this year for the Sixers and why you got to go for it now. You know, without Kevin Durant, that kind of opened things up. And next year with Durant back, the the Nets could easily uh, be the favorite in the Eastern Conference if they can show some potential with that group this year. Sixth seed, I have Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat, that fraud Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he's doing the whole act down there. And, you know, um, I, I'm just, I was, I, I'm, I was late to the party on that. I, I I thought Jimmy Butler was sincere, and he left. Whatever. I don't really care about that. Um, but just the act of I'm all about winning and everything and the culture stuff. Now he's all about this Heat culture, uh, which, by the way, Heat, heat Twitter is like the worst. Uh, they are they are so annoying with the culture, and, and now they're all about winning. Eric Spolstra and... You know, Jimmy Butler fits in perfectly, and they were all ripping him last year. Uh, Mike Ryan, the the producer of the Levitard show, is like the big Heat Twitter leader, and he's a, he's so annoying with that. And, uh, yeah, they, the Heat are, are – I, I do like the Sixers-Heat rivalry, though. I do really like that the Sixers-Heat rivalry is taking off. And they had the playoff series a couple of years ago. Now Jimmy Butler enters the fray. Uh, that's going to be fun to watch those matchups this year. But I have them six – I have the Toronto Raptors seventh. I think the uh, Raptors obviously fall off without Kawhi. I still think they're a playoff team. Then I have the Magic in the eighth spot, led by Markel Fultz. He looks so good, according to people. Uh, That's not going to work out. We all know how the story ends. Markel Fultz is going to bust out as we uh, and bust out in a bad way. You know, he's going to that something's going to happen. He's going to mope, and that's not going to work out. But I have the Magic uh, with the eighth seed. Honestly. There aren't even really any interesting teams. (laughs) 
who aren't going to make the playoffs in the East, except Atlanta. I do like Atlanta. I think they're going to be fun to watch. I just think they're probably a year away from making the postseason. As far as my picks uh, for the East, I have the Bucks over the Magic in five in the first round. The first round in the East is not going to be nearly as entertaining as the first round in the Western Conference. Uh, but I have the Bucks over the Magic in five. I have the Sixers over Toronto in five. I think Toronto gets a game in that series. Uh, Pacers over the Heat in seven. Um, I, As I said, I like the Pacers, and I think they would find a way to win that series over the Heat. And then Nets. I have the Nets over the Celtics in seven games in the first round. That would set up a Nets-Bucks second-round series. I would take the Bucks in five. I just think they're clearly superior to the Nets, uh, and I think they'd have a pretty easy time with that series. I would take the Sixers over the Pacers in five. Sixers, clearly superior, um, and I think they'd have a pretty easy time with Indiana. That would set up a Bucks sixers Eastern Conference Finals, which I think pretty much everybody would agree that is the way this thing is going, that it is going to be the Bucks and the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, when you look at that matchup, yeah, Giannis um, is the best player on the floor. As much as I love Joel Embiid, as much as I love Ben Simmons, Giannis is the best player on the floor. But when you look at the total group, you look at how they match up, I think the Sixers match up well with that Bucks team. I thought the Sixers matched up well with Milwaukee last year. And I think if the Sixers had beaten Toronto, I think they would have beaten Milwaukee and gone to the NBA Finals. And I think they will this year. I'm taking the Sixers over the Bucks in six games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Get back to the NBA Finals for the first time in 19 years. Um, I just think the Sixers are the class of the East. Milwaukee's going to be tough. I'd be st- barring a health situation, barring you know a major injury to Giannis or Ben or Joe or even or like Tobias Harris, Middleton. You know any of those important players. I just see the Sixers and Bucks as being head and shoulders above the rest of the Eastern Conference. And if that is the Eastern Conference Finals, that would be a fascinating series because those two teams don't like each other. Every time they play, those games get chippy. And I think the Sixers match up well. I just think the Sixers are longer. I think they would provide a lot of problems matchup-wise with Milwaukee. And while I think Milwaukee's built more for the regular season, the biggest thing about this Sixers offseason, the moves they made, bringing in Horford um, and guys like Richardson, they're built better for the playoffs now. They're built better to play that half-court, grind-out style. And that's where I think how Al Horford will make his presence uh, felt the most and where we'll appreciate him the most. Then in the NBA Finals, Sixers, Clippers. I hate to do it, but I think the Clippers are the best team in the NBA. And I would take the Clippers over the Sixers in the NBA Finals. Uh, I'd say six games. I think the Sixers could get a couple. they probably get one of those first two on the road, get one at home. But I just think the Clippers are the better team. But uh, I do. I think the Sixers go to the NBA Finals. Um, I think the Clippers are your NBA champions led by Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And if that does happen, it's time to really start talking about Kawhi uh, with what he's done uh, this past year with Toronto. And if he can do that this year with the Clippers as one of the best in the history of the game. I mean, he's that good. And I think the Clippers are the best team in the NBA top to bottom right now. Barring injury, I have them winning the NBA championship with the Sixers. Uh, winning the East and losing in 
the NBA Finals. That'll do it. Thanks to Cesar Gramenzi for producing the show. I'll be with you after Eagles-Cowboys Sunday night into Monday morning. See you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.